We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Week 15 of the NFL season is upon us. We're going to break down the entire DFS Sunday slate for you. All coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by No House Advantage. I am Scott Jensta. Joined as always on Friday mornings by Ryan Belangi. Uh, Ryan, it's uh, it's week fifteen. We've got uh, we got an interesting slate on the on the NFL this week. We've got uh, some Saturday games, which makes our state our slate a little bit smaller. We have the uh, the the wonderful story of Brock Purdy last night. So he, unfortunately, is not on the slate. Otherwise, I'd play him across all my teams. He is now my uh, now my hero, of course. But uh, how is everything with you? Yeah, everything's good. Busy time. Uh, we got the World Cup wrapping up. We got a Saturday NFL slate, a Sunday NFL slate. Yep. Uh, Brock Purdy was awesome <laughs> again last night. I mean, that's great to see. Honestly, I was happy for you watching some of that game. Um, but yeah. yeah, this this Sunday slate, um, some interesting spots, like more spots than usual, I think, or at least uh, more appealing spots to target. Uh, yeah, maybe we don't have 50 point totals, but we yeah. have some. So, I mean, I'll let you break it down. We have some higher totals and a few games that look pretty good. Yeah, we got a lot of, a lot of medium totals, too, which some games I think are interesting. Uh, you mentioned uh, some of the medium totals. The, the Jets, it just came out that uh, Mike White is not uh, not starting this week. So we've got Zach Wilson starting for the Jets at quarterback. So that, uh, that impacts that uh, that medium number a little bit. That's 44 and a half. But, uh, yeah, no, you mentioned you mentioned Brock Purdy. The Niners, uh, Niners clinched the NFC West uh, last night. Crazy that they were three and four. Now ten and four in clinch division with three games left. I uh, I admit that uh, there were times where I did not see that. There were times I thought that was going to happen. There was times I definitely did not see that coming. So it's been a it's been a little fun little ride. Who knows where it's going to end up? But it's uh, it, it's certainly been fun so far. So that's one of the primetime games that won't be on the slate. We got uh, Giants Washington Sunday night. Rams Packers. Uh, your Packers in uh, in the frozen tundra. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a cold game on Monday night. I know they had a lot of snow yesterday, but. Uh, uh, I feel bad for the Rams whose season is over and they got to travel for a night game in Green Bay. Never, never a good time there. And then you mentioned we have three Saturday games, which won't be on our slate. We'll talk, we're talking about the main slate mostly. Uh, but Colts, Minnesota, Ravens, uh, Ravens, Browns, and Miami Buffalo. Another game that uh, apparently there's going to be a lot of snow. So that uh, should be an interesting game. A lot of 
in season-long leagues, a lot of Josh Allen uh, Allen uh, roster or managers are uh, are worried about that one. It's supposed to be like eight or nine inches of snow on Sunday, uh, Saturday night, so that could be tough there too. But uh, we have ten games. We have six early on Sunday. We have four late on Sunday. Kind of a nice split there. Uh, you mentioned uh, totals all over the place. Three totals that are over 47. Chiefs, Texans, Texans 49. Eagles, Bears, 48 and a half. Cowboys, Jags at 47 and a half. Uh, do you have a favorite game this week among the high totalers? Um, so that I, I, I actually kind of like all of them. Um, all right. Because two, of, two of them are two of them are like big favorite games too. The Chiefs and Eagles are obviously favored by a big amount, a large. Yeah. Amount. So, yeah. So you know we don't have any fifty point totals. We have these sort of three or four ish high total games. Oh, I was throwing in. Sorry, the we have the Eagles, Bears, Chiefs, Texans, Cowboys, yep. Jags. And I was also thinking of Titans, Chargers. Yeah, I saw they're they're like yeah they're they're forty six now. You can throw that throw that one in the mix too. So put that we'll make that the oh, four okay. that are that are over forty six. We'll call it just to make it easier. Yeah, you can take those four and see what you like. Well, that that is a little bit interesting because I brought it up because when I started to write my article, I had that marked down as a forty eight total. So oh, okay. forty six if it's forty six and a half not now, um, obviously something happened that people don't like as much. But yeah, anyways, I. I thought there was, you know, I thought each one of those games had merit. Um, the Eagles, you know, Jalen Hurt, the quarterbacks in that game, Hurts has been amazing, and no one's playing him still. Uh, he scores over 30 points every week. The receivers have been crushing. It's just, you know, can a team push him? I don't know if the Bears can. So, like, that game's tough to stack, but there's some appealing pieces on the Bears. You know, if I, you ask me to pick one, I'll say the Cowboys-Jags. Um I just think that game probably has the best shootout potential. Uh, if Lawrence can keep playing the way that he's been playing, you know, he's he's finally looking like, you know, the generational talent that everybody said he was when he got drafted, probably had his best game of the season last week. The Cowboys, you know, defense maybe a little bit less feared than it has been. They were not the greatest against a really bad Texans team last week. So – I kind of like Lawrence and the receivers, and they're you know there's a, any you can run it back with anyone on the Cowboys. I like the running backs, but was was there one of these games that that stuck out to you? Uh, well, you took mine. I do I do really like Cowboys Jags, but I think I think Titans Chargers is kind of interesting. The way the the way these teams set up defensively, I think works out really well because the Chargers are horrible against the run, and Tennessee's best player is a running back. And Tennessee is great against the run, but has trouble against the pass. And the Chargers don't want to run the ball anyway. They have they're not they've pretty much given up on the run. I think Herbert's at 47, 47, and 51 attempts the last three weeks. So I think it it just lines up really well the way these teams match up for a lot of points. You know, Chargers throwing the ball, Derek Henry coming back running the ball. So I think that uh that game is interesting too. I, I really like Cowboys Jags. I don't know how to figure out the two high spread games. We got Eagles, Bears. Uh, you mentioned Jalen Hurts. I mean, just balling right now. Uh, but, you know, the Bears are going to have to score a little bit to keep up with them. Maybe Justin Fields can get it going. But then Chiefs-Texans, that's a 14-point line. You mentioned the Texans played pretty well against Dallas last week. I kind of felt like that was more Dallas playing down than anything else. Uh, Houston yeah. did throw the ball pretty well. You and I talked about Chris Moore last week. As just, you're just too cheap, and he 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 crushed in that game. That was a that was a really huge performance at 3,400 last week. He's up in price. But, um, you know, the Chiefs are a different animal. Uh, they, uh, they, they, they seem like they, uh, they're more likely to get, get the blowout than Dallas is. 14-point um, spread, 49. You just wonder how much Mahomes has to throw the ball in the second half. I know Isaiah Pacheco is going to be very popular this week and probably, uh, probably justly so. But that's just a game that's hard to figure out. Like, 
who I really want to play on the Texans. I guess Chris Moore coming back makes sense at 4,200, but uh, that game is a little bit uh, a little bit weirder for me to stack. Just with, you know, Kansas State is hard to figure out exactly who's going to catch the ball aside from Kelsey. So it's just uh, it felt like a, a tougher game for me to figure out than the other three. I agree, man. Kansas City is impossible. Um, I pretty much it leads to me almost never stacking them. I mean, of course you can play Mahomes and Kelsey, but the receivers you're basically just guessing. Um, Obviously, you don't have to play one of their receivers. I think Chris Moore would be, you know, yeah. he'll be a pretty good play this week if, if Cooks and Collins are both out again. It kind of seems like they would be. Um, and then, yeah, you know what I was going to say, you just play Pacheco, you forget about, you know, the passing game. Um, obviously, Pacheco will be pretty popular because of the matchup, um, yeah. but I think it's a pretty good play. Yeah, I do. I, I do too. Any of these other uh, middle games? We've got uh, four other games that are kind of in the, the 43, 44, 45 range. We've got Lions and Jets, which probably will drop a little bit now that Mike White is out. Uh, Patriots, Raiders, 44 and a half. Bengals, Tampa Bay at 44. Falcons, Saints at 43 and a half. Any of those games you think could get a little squirrely and maybe uh, start to start to rise over the number a little bit? Yeah, you know, we got the Mike White news about 10 or 15 minutes before just before we came on here, um, I was planning to play a lot of Jets. I was planning to play a lot of Mike White in my high-dollar lineups as well. Um, I don't know anymore. Uh, I, I'll have to see about Wilson. I don't know. Like Maybe we'll talk about that later. I, I, yeah. I don't mind taking a chance on Wilson, but I don't really feel confident in it you're talking, like you're I, talking. You're talking Zach Wilson, not Garrett Wilson. Zach Wilson, yeah, okay. sorry. Um you know, I was ready to – these Jets receivers looked like great plays if, if Mike White was going to play. I'm not so sure anymore. Um, so yeah, maybe I, I'll, I'll answer your question. I'm not taking a shot on Zach Wilson. Um, I okay. think you could still, still kind of go one-off with Garrett Wilson or Elijah Moore, but uh, less interesting than, than they were 20 minutes ago. Uh, I'm, yeah. not play, I'm not playing Zach Wilson. Yeah, you know, I don't think I am either. So I quickly – before we came on the podcast, I switched my lineups to Herbert stack. So I'm with you on that Chargers game. Um, the one jet that I would probably play um, is the cheap ones. So I, I might not play Garrett Wilson, you know, yeah. because of the downgraded quarterback, but Elijah Moore's really cheap. Um, and they're Corey Davis is out, I think. Um, so they might yeah. still have a couple pieces in that game. Zonovan Knight too. Um, yeah. He might end up being, one of the chalkier running backs, actually, especially now that White is out. Or not especially, it just it doesn't matter for him. Uh, 5,300 against the Lions. Um, so I, I have some interest there. Um, I don't know about any of these other games as far as a stack. What do you think? Uh, nothing that really jumped out to me is like super stacky. Like you, you see Bengals Tampa Bay and you want to play that game, but man, the bucks are just tough. I mean, the Niners killed them last week. Brady looked awful in that game. Like, uh, everybody kind of talked about the Niners defense and Brock Purdy last week, but like Brady, Brady missed Evans. I know they had one touchdown that was called back. And, but then he, Brady missed Evans wide open on their touchdown. He missed Scotty Miller wide open. on would have been a long play, maybe a touchdown. Like he just, I think the Niners' uh, pass rush really got in his head too, but like Brady looked bad last week, and you, usually he bounces back well. And I, I do think the receivers there are interesting, but it's hard to go kind of full stack in that game. Uh, Falcon Saints, I pretty much want no part of it, it, it as a stack. I think we'll talk about Alvin Kamara. I think will be pretty popular as we go along here. But like, give me no one on the Falcons' offense unless you want to go, you know, Desmond Ritter for super cheap by himself. But like. I don't want the receivers the way they play. Their, their running backs are uh, in a platoon right now, so no there. Uh, Patriots, Raiders, and again, one-offs, but not a, not a stackable game to me. So I think my stacks will be uh, 
those top four games and uh, the other the other ones all become one-off pieces to me i don't see any game any game that i really want to attack aggressively kind of as a game stack yeah i'm with you uh, then we have uh, we have two low games that are really really low. We've got nothing under forty three and a half, and then we have two games that are under thirty eight. So we've got uh, Steelers Panthers at thirty seven and a half, Cardinals Broncos with both backup quarterbacks in at thirty seven. Uh, likely, I don't think Russell Wilson has quite been ruled out yet. Obviously, uh, Kyler Murray's out for the year. Um, maybe a couple pieces in that game here and there, but those are two games that I, I found myself kind of scrolling past pretty easily. Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, we'll have to see about the Russ news. You know, did he have a concussion? Because I saw, you know, he practiced a little bit yesterday. I don't know. That's weird, but I don't know if he'll get cleared. Uh, anyways, I'm with I mean, uh, why? I don't know why they would risk him. Like, this game means nothing to them. Although, right. Russ, Russ um, is weird. The Broncos are weird. But, like, it's, it's it's so funny. Last night during the game, they kept talking about Seattle having Denver's pick. And, man, that trade that trade looks worse by the minute. There's, oh, that trade, I mean, not, not even mention the money they paid Russ, but the fact that they're the, they're the second pick right now, and Seattle has that pick. Like, that is that is crazy. The second pick and all that money, yeah. that might end up as, like, the worst trade of all time. Yeah, right? It's like, wow. everybody, everybody, mean, talks wow. about her, everybody talks about the Herschel Walker trade, but, like, holy hell, this one's really bad, too. That's going to set your franchise back. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. back, for, back for a while. You know, I think they have the number one pick next year, too. Like, it's Ooh. just... I mean, it's for talking about Seattle though. Seattle's playing. Seattle drafted really well this year, playing a lot of rookies. They're playing well, and suddenly they get the number two pick. Like if they want to get a quarterback, they can get one. If they want to get, uh, you know, Will Anderson from Alabama, like there's just they they they. Oof, that's that's huge for Seattle. Yeah, talk about a change of fortunes. Imagine all the people yeah. that were just devastated when they traded Russ, and they're thinking, yeah. "Oh no, now we got Geno Smith." I mean, it's just over for us. And now yeah. they got a better quarterback. They got <laughs> yeah. draft picks coming. Yeah, yeah, like it looks. Things change fast in the NFL. They they certainly do. But uh, those two games are pretty ugly. I think that uh, if anything, maybe a couple of uh, cheap Steelers as, as we get through here. But uh, those games are pretty. Yeah, those games sorry. are, those games yeah, are pretty sorry. gross. Yeah, Broncos defense. I was going to say is going to be the chalk yeah. and cash games. But I mean, yeah. we'll get there when we talk about it. But. Yeah, yeah I, I think you're right. I think that's that's the play that people are going to have is that is that defense there. But uh, so uh, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Denver as uh, as the chalk defense this week. Who else do you see as a uh, kind of chalk plays? Who do you think is going to be popular? We've kind of mentioned Isaiah Pacheco and Zonovan Knight, uh, both under six thousand on DraftKings. I think that uh, people will uh, will gravitate to those pretty quickly and pretty easily. You know, Pacheco playing Houston is just a everybody wants running backs against the Texans. Uh, did not work especially well. Last or it worked well, especially last week. I mean, Tony Pollard didn't go crazy, but had two touchdowns early, and then Zeke was really good too. So it uh, it worked last week again against uh, even though Dallas was kind of weird, it still worked running game against Houston. Uh, it's not of a night, uh, you know, played a play, got the ball a bunch still, even with Michael Carter back, which was a, a pretty big indication for us. So uh, I think those two guys are popular, but who else will be popular across this slate? Yeah, there's there's not you know running backs. I'll start at quarterback. Quarterback, yeah. it's it's different at quarterback this week too. Um, we haven't had a week where everyone's spending up at quarterback, and I think that might be this week. Um, and it's because there's probably going to be some value at wide receiver, and there's some value at running back. So it's just like you can spend up. Um, I think people were going to consider Mike White because he was projecting uh, among the best from a point per dollar standpoint, but now it's Mahomes and Herbert projecting one and two so i can see you know people going with one of those two in cash um there's a, you know cheap guys are there's, there's some cheap guys on this slate but i just don't think people are gonna go there like Matt you said Jones you said is, Mah- you said mahomes and herbert so you think mahomes overhurts them well 
yeah, for cash games because yeah. people are married to these projections and Mahomes just projects like okay. I I, I just che- I checked two places that I know are popular and Mahomes just has a better projection. So yeah, in cash games, I think he would be more popular. Okay. Um, running back. Yeah, running back is interesting too. I I really like Pacheco. You mentioned the matchup and. I'm just interested to see how popular he's going to be because he's not the type of back that people play in cash games. Um, I, he, three targets he had last week. I think that was the most he's seen this season, but usually people don't play these backs that don't catch passes. Um, but I think the matchup's good enough above that. I think Josh Jacobs, 8,100 crazy that 8,100 Josh Jacobs would be the popular <laughs> running back. Right. I mean, can you imagine? Um, you think yeah, that's, you, know, uh, you think he's more popular than Derrick Henry? Yeah, in cash games, I do. Interesting. Uh, again, it's just like uh, he catches passes and he has a better projection. Um, and people people really go with that, especially in the higher stakes stuff. Maybe it gets evened out in the lower stakes, you know, like the $5 double-ups, $10 double-ups, that stuff. But the higher you go, I'm pretty sure it will be Jacobs. Um, Kamara, that's the one I wanted to ask you about because Kamara, he projects well this week. But – Man, he has not been good. Nope. Um, five points, nine points, 12, seven, nine. I mean, no good games since his 43-point explosion five or six weeks ago. Um, but now he's back under 7K and a really good projection. So he's – yeah, people are going to play him in cash games. I don't know. What do you think about Kamara? Love him this week. I like go. it. Uh, I like it off the buy. I like the fact that they've been talking about the fact they need to get him more involved. I mean, he's their best player, and they're just like it's just weird. He's averaging under sixty total yards a week the last five weeks. Like that is that's wild. But I think the matchup here really works. Uh, he's priced low. I think people are gonna you people scroll and they think they see Kamara at sixty eight hundred. I think people are just gonna play him. I think it's uh, and I, I think he's been he's been pricey enough recently where people haven't been like playing him very much. They don't feel like they've been burned by him. They just kind of. Like season long, people have been burned by him, but I don't think DFS people have really been burned by him. So I think that's, uh, I think people will get there. I don't think he's going to be super high, but I do like him this week as a, uh, you know, kind of a kind of bounce back play. What about, uh, what about popular receivers? I had Garrett Wilson in this range at 6,000. I think the popularity drops for sure with Zach Wilson back. Um, I don't know if there's an obvious uh, popular receiver. I think Zay Jones is 4,900. I think he'd be pretty popular with uh, that. If you want to get a cheap piece of that Jacksonville Dallas game, he's been getting a ton of work. I think he has double digit targets in three of his last four games or something like that. I'm looking here, but uh, he's got, he got a lot of action lately. Uh, so I think that one's pretty popular. I think it's kind of an easy click at 4,900. Yeah, double digit targets in three of four. Uh, are there other receivers you're like, uh, this is going to be pretty easy, let's straightforward, let's just play him and everybody's going to have him in? Yeah, I don't know. Receiver's not as straightforward this week either. I Yeah, you're right, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson was going to be pretty chalky, but I don't think so yeah. anymore. Like, not at all, actually. I think people will just, like, go completely off him. I mean, he'll still be rostered, but he's not going to be, like, cash game chalk at 6K with, with Wilson at QB. No way. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I like Zay Jones. So the situation to monitor is going to be New England and Houston. Houston for Chris Moore. We mentioned yeah. him already. People will play Chris Moore in cash games if Cooks and Collins are out. And I think that's a pretty decent play because they're going to be passing all game and he's probably going to get the most targets. Um, and then the, the New England situation. I think these guys might play. I haven't looked into it today, but actually maybe, they, maybe they're not going to. Parker I, and Myers. I think they're, I think um, they're, bo- I think they're both going to miss. Yeah, okay. If they're both going to miss, then I think Aguilar would actually be the most popular wide receiver in cash games because he's, he's 3,400. Yeah. 
3,500, played 57 snaps on Monday night, 10 targets. I had him uh, to talk about when we get to cheap receivers. Apparently, he's not going to be very sneaky, though. No, he's not going to be sneaky if those uh, wide receivers are out. Um, other than that, though, yeah, nothing nothing too much. Uh, I like Zay Jones. Yeah, Zay Jones in that range, in the top range. Um, we don't have all the elite receivers that we're used to seeing, and not like as many great spots. Um, Chase is where I think people would go if they had the money, but I'm not sure that people will <clears> – <throat> Get all the way up there in cash games. Um, you might be able to, though, where if we get that, you know, Aguilar, Chris Moore, there's cheap backs. So, yeah, I could see I could see it maybe being Chase. Yeah. I think it's a pretty spread out week, though, especially at quarterback and receiver. I think some of the cheap receivers will be popular. I think the cheap running backs will be popular. But I think we're at a week here where uh, I think it's a, a lot of spread out rostership, which I really, uh, I really do. Uh, I, I prefer that when it comes to that. We've got like a couple of free squares. I, it, it becomes less fun for me. So I, I do really like that. But so it, it, it's, it's going to be huge this week, uh, you know, who you game stack. You're going to have to figure out the right one. Uh, what is your favorite game stack? It sounds like it's uh, it's the Chargers, or uh, if I'm guessing right. Yeah, well, Chargers or Jags, you know. Yeah. Um, I think I lean Chargers. I just It's more comfortable for me to roster Herbert, Keenan Allen, those type of guys. Um, but I'm coming around on Lawrence, like, so – I yeah it's it's Jaguars and it's Jaguars and Chargers for me right now I don't know yeah I uh I really like the Chargers this week I think that that uh, that really works out well I mean Herbert's just throwing the ball so damn much it's like it's just insane and he leads the leads in league and drop backs uh Tennessee's good versus the run the Chargers don't want to run it anyway so that the beginning uh you know Trevor Lawrence you said before lit them up last week um I really like uh, the Dallas side of the Dallas Jacksonville game. Um, Dak is uh, 6,200. He's the same, pretty essentially, I mean, say same price, but Hurt Lawrence is a little bit cheaper. I think Lawrence will be more popular coming off that game. Um, the Jags have allowed a quarterback one, so a top 12 quarterback in seven of eight games. They're allowing 7.6 YPA the last eight weeks. One of the higher totals, I think this is, if there's a game that's going to get back and forth, I feel like this is the game. I know the Dallas Stevens is really good, but Jacksonville's, uh, Jacksonville's playing some good offense. Uh, Dak was 284 yards last week, only one touchdown against Houston. Uh, you know, I think they kind of focused on running the ball last week. I uh, I like uh, I like Dak with CD and coming back with either Kirk or Zay, Christian Kirk or Zay Jones. I think that that's probably my favorite stack this week. Um, I think that uh, in a normal week, they'd probably be pretty popular, but with uh, – with Herbert there, with Lawrence there, with Mahomes there, with with Jalen Hurts there, I think all going to get some roster ship. Um, I think Dak slides through at a pretty decent percentage this week, and that's I think that's going to be my favorite stack this week. Yeah, I think I, I think that's a great call. Um, Dak is the cheapest we've seen all season, and I think he will slide through because he's uh, he's been a bit underwhelming, uh, yeah. especially last week. Um, just some numbers to back that game up too. Yeah. Dallas is playing fast. They rank first in average play clock remaining, uh, third in situation neutral pace, and they're scoring at the fourth highest rate on a per play basis. So their games, their games are, they set up really good for stacks if the other team can push them. And we didn't see that a lot in the early part of the season because their defense was so good, but I think Lawrence can do that. Um, you know, sorry, I'll go back just, and then, for the Chargers, I don't want to just say I like the Chargers. I'll throw a few numbers out for people. Yeah, for um, sure. You mentioned they just, they're so pass happy. I mean, third in situation neutral pass rate, third in average play clock remaining. Um, they're passing at 70% over the last month. I mean, so yeah, th- those games to me stand out as the top two. Yeah, I do. I think this is too. I'll, I'll do playing playing some Herbert. I, I do really like that one. Um, 
So what about Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts is 8,200. He's been a top six quarterback in seven straight games. That's a wild stat. That's insane consistency. Uh, he was uh, 217, two touchdowns and a rushing touchdown last week. at 77 yards rushing. First ever quarterback with double-digit touchdowns running in back-to-back seasons. So this is just like this historical stuff on the ground. Uh, the Bears are really bad against the pass. They're 7.7 YPA. Um, could you find yourself going with a, I know it's hard to stack Chicago coming back. He's really much nobody you want to play, but you know, Hertz and Brown, Hertz and Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard might be back this week. Um, do you find yourself moving towards any Philly stacks at all? Yeah, I do actually. I think, I think that'd be, I think that's the third one I'm looking at, you know, okay. Hertz these, we've talked about him the last two weeks and when no, and nobody's played him and, you know, look what he's done. And those, you know, he got most of those fantasy points in the first half of both of those games. And yep. so did the receivers. I mean, Brown and Smith, they went off in the first half. Um, they, they, the, the, what I'm saying is the scores could have been bigger. They could yeah. have put up bigger scores if a team can push them. Now, I don't know if the Bears can push them. It's not like the game that you necessarily want to stack. But I don't mind mini stacks. I think there's – you don't have to run it back, of course, but but you can. Um you know, Cole Komet's okay. He six catches again last week. We've seen multiple two touchdown games. Uh, and if, if Claypool's out, there's going to be targets there for him and maybe Equinemius, St. Brown. So they have some okay run back options. Yeah, I think I think that would be my third option at the moment. Some some hurt stacks. Yeah, I do. I think I like the uh, I like the Philly stack more than the Kansas City stack. If I had to pick between the two of them, so uh, you, you kind of have to. Those are the ones like those are the expensive quarterbacks. You got you got to pick one. Now, obviously, you can't play both because you only get one quarterback. But you know, if you got to pick between the expensive ones, I think that uh, I would lean towards Philly. Are there any other quarterbacks you're looking at? We've got uh, you know Justin Fields in that game is 7400, but like I worry about the shoulder. They only had three designed runs last week. After you know they've really been designing runs for him. It's not just been scramble plays. He has eight straight quarterback one weeks. He's been really really good. Um, but I just worry about the fact that maybe they're just not as aggressive with him. So I think I, I lean away from playing him against Philly. We got Joe Burrow at 7000, kind of in that range, but. You know, we don't know if T. Higgins is going to play. Tyler Boyd's not going to play. It just it gets a little tough to spend up for Burrow as much as I love Joe Burrow. Um, you know, Tampa's defense uh, wasn't great last week, but, uh, you know, has been good. Uh, but if it's only Chase, I have a problem with playing that. Um, and then are there any cheap guys? We've got, you talked about uh, Mike White's not out, or Mike White's not playing. He's out. Uh, we got Jared Goff down here who's been lighting the world on fire, but now a tough matchup against the Jets. And does Desmond Ritter at 5,200 starting for the Falcons? Is there any, uh, any cheaper quarterbacks you think you might uh, slide to like under Trevor Lawrence I and mean, Lawrence is pretty cheap himself yeah um I'm gonna lean on you for for some information about this Desmond Ritter but apparently he's a running quarterback so I, I don't know you know at New Orleans still not not the greatest spot and if we're gonna have if we're gonna have this cheap value just doesn't necessarily make sense to spend down um you, you're almost forcing it sometimes um does the, yeah, I don't does know. The, does the play against the Jets just take you off golf by itself? Um, dude is balling out right now. And got, he's like, balling. He he's got really like five is. receivers involved. I have I have a lot of Amon Ross St. Brown in, in season long. And last week it was like it was Chark, it was Khalif Raymond, it was Josh Reynolds scored a touchdown. It was uh, he's like they just have a, they suddenly have a lot of guys to throw the ball to. It's pretty wild. It, it's wild, man. Yeah, I shouldn't. You know, I shouldn't. I don't mean to overlook golf. I played golf in cash last week. I played him in yeah. some big tournaments. He treated me very well. He, he's looked. He's looked really good. Um, I don't know. At you know, jet at at the Jets. 
I think the Jets are one of the be- better defenses in the league. Um, and with Wilson now, I, I don't know. And, you know, another thing that was taking me off was now that they got uh, another receiver in the mix and Amon Raz all the way up to 7,800, you know, he's not quite as good of a play as he used to be, I don't think. You know, I'm not saying – you know, he just he doesn't he might not get the target share that we've seen going forward. So I think I, I yeah. agree. I think it's uh, I mean, he's still I, I love him. He's still awesome. He can score. But he, I think he has to score a touchdown to work right now because they're just not he's not going deep. And I, I didn't even mention Jamison Williams. He had the long touchdown to like start it out that game. So you want the craziest uh, stat of the season? Uh, yeah. You know, how many, you know how many touchdowns Jared Goff has on the road this year? Oh, man. How many? Two. <laughs> That's two yeah, total okay. on the road this year. He has twenty at home. Well, granted, he's. I think he's had eight road, eight home games and five road games. It's been a weird split. I think they had a. They maybe had an international game, but like it's been a weird split. So it's not totally. But he has. He has. Uh, he has more interceptions on the road than home, though. So that'll tell you. Like it just. He's twenty to three uh, TD interception at home, two to four on the road. Like that is. It's pretty crazy. It's. Uh, I know the split is games eight to five. I do get that, but still. Um, Big great big at home split. and awful on the road. On the road against the Jets, I'm I'm fully off this one. I, uh, I yeah, I, I just I, I don't think, think I could smart. do it. Uh, you know, Lawrence and Dak are so close to him in price that I don't think I could do it. Uh, you mentioned you asked me about Ritter. Uh, he does bring a nice rushing floor. You know, obviously we don't know what we're going to see here. First start in the NFL. Um, I looked a little bit of kind of his college numbers. He ran for about uh, 43 games, co- 43 yards a game in college. Um, he really struggled against pressure in uh, throwing the ball in college. His, his stats are really bad accuracy-wise uh, when he got pressure. But New Orleans doesn't rush the rest of the quarterback well. But you got to think they're going to dial some stuff up this week. I, I worry that uh, I worry the Saints have been good on D's. They've been getting healthier lately. Uh, when the Niners played the Saints, Shanahan mentioned like this is a different defense than it was a month ago. So um, I'm not doing it with Ritter either. I think that uh, you know if he was four thousand, maybe I'd look at it. But fifty two hundred again, too close to too close to Dak and Lawrence. I think that. Uh, I think I'm avoiding the five thousand on quarterbacks this week. Yeah, I am too. Um, just you know, to I I just don't see a ceiling in in golf. Like you know, he might have a good game, um, but is there a ceiling there? I don't know. It doesn't seem like it in a tough matchup on the road. Yeah, and obviously we're getting to the time of year where you got to check weather and stuff and be cold in New York. I just uh, not for me. I uh, I like guys that I'm going to get indoors in good weather this time of year. I mean, that's not the end all be all. You can, you can be, it's big. It's it big. is, it matters. I mean, you look at last night, the Niners Seahawks game, like the Niners got lucky. There was no, it was a little chilly, but you know, it was sunny, no precipitation like that fully changes games and what you can do. So yeah, uh, that's a good point. You know, so, no, so, sorry. That's a really good point that I, I know I never touch on really on here, but what I'm doing when I'm making my lineups these last couple of weeks and especially during these months and especially for this Saturday, I am considering the weather and yeah. whether a team's in the dome and if they're, you know, for, for which quarterbacks I want and for which receivers I want. I mean, that's almost first and foremost at this yeah. point. I mean, you're going to have just an example. You're going to have people on tomorrow's Saturday slate that don't look at all and play Josh Allen without even thinking and yeah. digs without even thinking. Yeah. I mean, seriously. And, Maybe those guys have a good game, but maybe they don't in that weather. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, that, that's an important thing to. to and not only that, these guys are these guys are priced based on you know past performance and not. I mean, it's just expensive. Josh Allen, like, it, don't get me wrong, can do really well, but he's priced high for games that like in you know good conditions. And if it snows eight inches, those just aren't good conditions. I mean, he may they may hit some big plays and maybe a DB slips or something, but. 
um, you know, these guys are priced uh, not playing in a, in a snowstorm. So it's uh, it's something you got to look at. But let's jump into uh, running backs. First enough from our sponsors at Monkey Knife Fight. Football is officially back on Monkey Knife Fight with all the NFL action you're looking for. And if college football is more your speed, they got plenty of that too. On Monkey Knife Fight, there's no sharks, no salary caps, and no math. It's easy to play, easy to win, daily fantasy player props. Join now at monkeyknifefight.com and you get a, a first game free. Then use promo code RWNFL to get your first deposit match instantly up to $100. So what are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, Ryan, we talked about uh, cheaper running backs earlier. We didn't touch too much on expensive guys. We've got, uh, you know, I'm just going to go over 7,000, but I, I, get, I know there's some disparity in price here. But Austin Eckler's 8,500. Josh Jacobs, you mentioned earlier, 8,100. Derek Henry, 8,000. Joe Mixon down a little bit, 7,200. Tony Pollard, 7,100. I'm not naming everybody in the range, but those are kind of the guys yeah. that I can see people rostering. Uh, what are you doing at this range? We mentioned there's some value at receiver. If you're going to play an expensive running back, which is it, uh, it going to be for you? Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not in love with any of them. I like some of the cheaper guys. I don't, um, I think I would play Henry in my Chargers stacks, but I also like Chargers stacks without Henry. I like Chargers stacks with Chargers even getting out to a lead and then using some cheaper Titans pass catchers. So I don't think Henry is necessary in stacks. It is a good spot for him. You know, on paper, the Chargers, we know they've struggled against the run. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. So, yeah, I don't mind Henry. Uh, I kind of like Josh Jacobs. He's okay. Again, I mentioned at the start, though, paying 8100 for Jacobs is tough. Again, I'm going to keep going back to this point, though. We just might have so much value. Like, if you're going to play Aguilar or Chris Moore or even somebody else, there's other guys on those teams that you can play, too. There's cheap tight ends. You just might have money and you, just to do something with. So, um my favorite, though, yeah, I don't know, Jacobs or Henry. Uh, maybe you can sell me. Oh, you said all the way down to 7K. I like Tony Pollard. Um, I definitely like Tony Pollard. I think this does, uh, might does be... The Zeke, does Zeke wor- usage worry you? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, Pollard is so I damn just good, think He's so good, right? Yeah, he's um, so good. He just, and he, he, I, I was looking at their numbers, so... Pollard, what is it? Like, look, uh, he's six, seven, eight, ten touchdowns in his last – I don't know, just – Yes, he has ten, ten, TD, ten TDs last six games for Pollard. Yeah, okay, ten TDs last six games, and Zeke has a touchdown in six straight and yeah. eight touchdowns in that span. So, I'm, you know, I was asking myself the same question this morning, and I'm like, man, well, there's enough to go around for both. And then if just somehow 
you get a little fortunate and one of them gets all the work for whatever reason. Maybe there's an injury, maybe there's anything. One of them gets the majority of the work they could crush. Um, yeah. So I, I just, I like Pollard because I think this, this matchup could be good for him too. Um, if it's back and forth, it's, you know, we mentioned it's one of the better games to target. We like it as one of the better games to target. So yeah, I like Pollard, man. He's just been so good and he scores so many touchdowns and he catches passes. I don't know, but you tell me what you think in this range. It's interesting because I, I said I didn't name everybody, but I actually did name everybody. There aren't a lot of guys in this range. Ramondre Stevens has 7,000. He's questionable, but I don't think that, you know, I, can, I didn't include him here. But uh, for me, it's Derrick Henry. Um, Henry bounced back nicely last week, 17 for 121. And he only had three rushes, I think, in the second half. The game script killed him. So, like, it could have been a huge game for Henry, but they just they just got behind. They had to throw the ball. And I think that uh, – I think it just lines up better for him this week against this defense. It's a, it's a real, the chargers cannot stop the run. They, uh, you know, they're worse than the NFL 5.5 yards per carry. Um, the game script thing is very real with Henry though. If they get behind, they just don't use him as much as some other teams do. Cause they don't really throw. He had five, he had five, he had five targets last week, but like he's never going to have Austin Eckler and, you know, 14 targets. It's never going to be the same. I mean, Austin Eckler, you look has 29 targets last three weeks. It's a different, different animal there. Um, I think for me, it's Henry, though. I think they just have to stay within kind of some kind of shouting distance. The Chargers tend to, you know, keep teams in games is what they do. They kind of do it the Charger way. But I, I just think it lines up too well matchup-wise. Um, I get the, the, Jacobs, uh, the Jacobs love. I mean, you look at his last four weeks, a buck 09, 229, 144, 99 yards rushing. He's been really, really good. He's got 10 days off because they played the Rams last Thursday. That really lines up well, too. But uh, if I got to go one guy this range, I'm going to go Henry. I'm just going to lean right into this matchup against the Chargers and kind of go with it. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm with you. Um, I just wanted to just – I had someone ask, I just like, why does Jacobs have a better projection than Henry and why are people going to play Jacobs in cash games? It's really – it's the touches. You look last week, Jacobs, 29, then yeah. 28, then 39, then 27. 20, I mean, the lowest number of touches he's had is 27. Yeah, they are, feeding, they are feeding the crap out of I him mean, down the stretch. It just are. So yeah. – yeah, they just are. So when when you build that into projections, that that's what has Jacobs projecting so well, even now in these last couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, great spot for Henry. I agree. Does uh, do Waller and Renfro back affect Jacob touch at all? Or you think that more affects Devontae Adams? Wow. Um, I gotta be honest. I didn't even know that. Um, I think it affects yeah. Adams touches more than anything. I think, and Adams still will get a lot of touches, but I just think that. Um, you know, maybe they're a little more willing to pass the ball more often, but I just think that Jacobs is working right now. I think that, uh, I think he's still, I think the touches are still really there for Jacobs. I love, no, I love the, I love the 10 days off too, because he'd been pretty banged up the last couple weeks before that. Yeah. Yeah. I like the 10 days off, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I think, yeah, that's, that's something at least having those guys back. I mean, you could at least, the first thing I would think is that it means maybe a few less catches, a few less targets on short passes. I mean, yeah. Renfro catches short balls. He looks for Waller, um, you know, for the, for the, for those type of passes. So, yeah, I don't know. It probably does affect it a little bit, but not too much. I don't know. Running backs in the, uh, in the $6,000 range, uh, guys that I think would be interesting and playable. We've got uh, James Connor has been really good lately. He's 6,900 uh, Alvin Kamara. We mentioned 6,800 miles Sanders, 6,500 uh, Zeke's in there at 6,200 
And then uh, Travis Etienne, who's been a very disappointing Travis Etienne for the last month or so. It's 6,000. We're going to talk about some 5,000 running backs, but I want to stick in the 6,000s for right now. Uh, for me right now, it's Kamara. I just have a feel this week. Uh, he's been really quiet for five weeks uh, prior to their bye week. Uh, had in top 50 yards rushing or receiving. That's after a week. You mentioned he had like 43 points and led, he led the, whole, uh, the whole league that week when he had, uh, he had the three-touchdown week. Um, averaging under three car- yards a carry since week nine. It's been really bad. Um, Mark Ingram's out though, which I think helps too. We don't have to worry about that goal line crap. Hopefully, uh, good matchup against Atlanta. He's priced low. I just think it's a week where uh, coming off a bye, you got to think in the in the in the in the offices of the uh, New Orleans Saints. They're like, we got to get this guy going, get the, the ball to this guy. It's crazy that he is a he is that we're not feeding him. So I think it's a uh, I think it's kind of a a little bit of a narrative play coming off the bye. I think Dennis Allen said something about you need to get him more involved. I like that when you when when a coach coach is thinking about it, that always pops in my head. Like that's a really good thing. Um, so I'm gonna go Kamara here. I actually think that ATN is kind of a, a sneaky play this week. Pacheco's right there. I think he's going to suck all that roster. But hasn't top 60-yard rushing in four weeks, six catches total. I wish they used him more in the past game. He had no targets last week, which is crazy considering how many times that Lawrence threw the ball. Um, he's still really talented. This game can get back and forth. He's uh, he's kind of a boomer bust. There's there's very little floor here. He's he's, he's, he's shown that he has a pretty low floor last few weeks. But uh, the ceiling's still there. I think he's a guy that uh, will be pretty lowly rostered this week with the other options around him. Uh, yeah, uh, basically everything you just said is everything that I wanted to say, but you said it better than I would have. Um, I, I agree I, with I, you. I, I, I doubt that. I probably just said it longer than longer. No, but than you I, no, I, I was looking for somebody to sort of give me the extra sell on Kamara and uh, I'm, I'm definitely on board with that. I love, I love the coach, the coach speak as well. Um, I'll throw in, I think, yeah, at the end, I was going to say great contrarian option this week. Yeah, he is. Um, that that's the reason to play him. Uh, one other guy, I, I kind of like Miles Sanders. Um, Dude, guys, but good. Yeah, uh, he's been really good. And in these games where the Eagles are just winning and going to be winning in the second half, he just has he has a chance. He 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 gets plenty of opportunities. He gets plenty of touches. Uh, the game scripts favor him, and it's probably going to favor him again. Thirty plus points in two of the last three weeks, um, yeah. and the Bears defense is one that we had been targeting uh, for, for running backs. They're not good against the run. So, yeah, I'm thinking about Miles Sanders, too. Yeah, I, I like that. I mean, and with with Hurts, the way he runs it, it just there's no way you can key on Sanders ever. Like, it's just it just it just works. The Bears, you mentioned, they're allowing 4.8 yards per carry to running backs, 30th in fantasy points to running backs. They've allowed 14 touchdowns to running back. It all kind of lines up uh, really well. Um, last thing I want to ask you this range, uh, James Conner has been really good, surprisingly. Um, I can't get myself there. I was surprised how expensive he's 6,900. I thought he'd be maybe in the low sixes and I'd be like, yeah, maybe I'd play that. Um, he had seven targets last week with Colt McCoy. Like it, they were throwing him the ball. He played 71 snaps last week. There's a lot of stuff I see for James Conner here. I just don't think I want to play anybody in this game. I, I think I'm just going to stay away from Denver's been very up and down against the run. I just don't think I can do it at the price. Yeah, I'm with you. The, the, the numbers look really good. I just, I don't normally play, you know, like a expensive-ish running back that is with a backup QB as an underdog on the road. Like, yeah. I don't maybe it's maybe it's a leak sometimes in my game, but it's not. Yeah, it's not. I'm really thinking, I'm thinking avoiding those too. spots are definitely not a leak. That's a, they may yeah. not work every once in a while, but I think that's usually a, a pretty good thing. I. If he was fifty nine hundred, I'd probably consider it. Six nine hundred, I'm, I'm not doing it myself. Um, so the five thousands, we've got Pacheco at fifty nine hundred in Kansas City. We have Zonovan Knight fifty three hundred. 
Uh, Damian Harris, if he were to play and Ramondre Stevenson doesn't play, would probably be pretty interesting at 5,800. Um, what are you doing down here in the 5,000s? Because we have uh, more options than usual that uh, you could go to. Uh, yeah, there's there's quite a few decent options. Um, well, as far as Pacheco, I've sort of, you know, beat the Texans defense thing with, you know, to death on this podcast about for, how bad for good, they are. For good <laughs> reason, though. They're horrible. I mean, for good reason. Yeah, um, and it's worked pretty much – I think it's worked every time except with Nick Chubb a couple weeks ago. Uh, I mean, I both I don't, Cowboys I don't want, backs. I, we're, we're not we're – never, we're never talking about that week again. Nope, that one hurt. But, uh, you know, if there's a time to roster Pacheco, it, it, it looks like now. So I'm definitely going to play some. And it, also just because sort of like we mentioned – at the start, I don't really want to stack Mahomes. I don't really want to play those pass catchers, but you'd like to have some exposure to that game. It just makes so much sense to play him. Um, as far as other guys in this range, Zonovan Knight, I think, is interesting. Mentioned he might end up being popular in cash games. I think, you know, I was planning on targeting the Jets receivers in their passing game, but I'm not anymore. So I, I think. Zonovan Knight might be who I look for or look to in that game. Um, I don't know, Latavius Murray, I'm not going to play him, but yet again, he has a good projection because he's 5,100, you know, a favorable matchup against Arizona. Uh, what do you think about you, – you, I know you – I don't really know what to think about Damian Harris. I mean, what would you think of that? Do you think, like, we expect him to get – would he be like the, the bell cow? Would he get most of the work if he came right back? First of all, no on Latavius Murray. Um, we talked about him last week. People were like, oh, the projections are no. last week, and he was eight no. for 32. Like, I just, I yeah. want, I want no part of Latavius Murray. He falls in the end zone twice. I will take it as a loss and move on. Uh, the New England question's good. I, I, I think that it, as what I've read is they don't know yet, but it seems like Harris is probably more likely to play than Ramondre Stevenson. Um, if Stevenson sits and Harris plays, yeah, he's super intriguing at 4.8. The Vegas is pretty good against the run, they're a little bit under four yards per carry. But the really interesting option here is if both guys sit, and then suddenly you've got uh, you've got uh, Pierre Strong at four thousand, who looked good last week. He only had I think he only had five carries, but seventy yards. Um, Pierre Strong had bonkers numbers at South Dakota State. He was like he was really good. He had he had a uh, fifty one hundred career yards there and forty three touchdowns in his career at, San Diego, at San, South Dakota State. Um, he was sixteen over sixteen hundred rushing yards last year as a, as a, as, a, as, a, as a South Dakota State over seven yards per carry. Like the dude's explosive and he can catch passes. Uh, I think the most interesting thing in, in doing is if both Harris and Stevenson stood. I think at four thousand, I don't know how I can get away from Pierre Strong, who's looked a little, who's, who looked explosive last week, had the touchdown. Uh, who knows? Who knows with Belichick? You know, he could play 10 snaps and be done. But if both those guys sat, I don't think I'd get away from a $4,000 Pierre Strong. No, I think you're exactly right. I wouldn't be able to get away from him either. I think. And I, I think there'll be a, yeah, this be a, I don't want to, I don't want to seem that I got, I'm finding some gem in the, in the rough here. He, he, he played last week. He played last week on Monday night. So the price didn't move. Like that, that, that was huge. And Stevenson got hurt. So yeah, he, he wouldn't be 4,000 if they had played on Sunday, they would have bumped him up probably to 5,000. But uh, yeah, I think that one, that won't be really popular. If both those guys sit. Um, Zonovan Knight's interesting because Detroit, we, we kind of picked on their defense for a lot of weeks. They've been pretty good against the run the second half of the season. Dan Campbell's got those guys playing really well, um, but he's still really cheap. He was 17 for 71 in touchdown last week, and that was really good because we mentioned Michael Carter was back. But And Knight kind of passes the eye test, too. Like, he looks shifty out there. He looks hard to tackle. He looks really good. Um, they did split snaps, but uh, Zonovan had way more touches, so that's a really good sign, too. 
Um, I'm having trouble in this range. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I feel like I'm always a little wary with guys like that start to get popular and you're like, oh, is it really that good? But, uh, I, you know, Pacheco's 5,900 going to be popular. You mentioned everything about the Houston. I don't need to add anything to the Houston defense. Um, he only played 25 and 29 snaps the last two weeks, but when he's in there, he touches the ball. They had the lead against the Rams in week 12. They gave him 23 touches in that game. So I think that if they get a lead, I think he's their guy. You know, McKinnon's kind of the in the middle of the game guy. If they need to pass the ball, but if they need to run it, it's hard to get away from Chaco. I, I feel like it's gonna be pretty chalky, but it's uh I wish I could talk myself out of it, but I haven't found my way. I haven't found a way to do so yet to get up to ATN at the same price. It's hard to kind of make that shift. Although, as you mentioned, if you want to go contrarian, ATN is the way to go there. Yeah, I you know, I think you broke that range down perfectly. Um, it's you can't I don't know how to say it, but yeah, you can't it's hard to have like full conviction in any of these guys, like you yeah. said. Um there's some risk to all of them. Uh, Zonovan Knight, I guess just the one guy. You know, I, I feel the same way you do. Like, I, you know, Detroit's been better. I don't know. But so he's really cheap. And I just, with the Jets defense being really good, I just, I feel like there's going to be a lot of opportunities. I don't necessarily see Detroit um, dominating time of possession, possession right. I guess, and just moving the ball up and down the field. So you feel like Zonovan Knight is just going to be in there and in good spots. And with a backup quarterback or, you know, with Wilson back in there, I don't know. You'd figure that they lean on the running back a little bit more and that he might catch a couple passes. You know, I'm trying to sell it, you know, more so to myself, but right. I, I think it's uh, okay to take some chances on there. Yeah, and I think that uh, if Stevenson sits and, and Harris plays, that might be an interesting pivot too. At fifty eight hundred, Damian Harris could get a lot of touches in, in an offense that uh, you maybe a little bit better than, uh, than 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 some of these other ones. But I still don't love Mac Jones. I don't love the New England offense. If if uh, if Parker and and Myers are out, maybe they they stack the box in Vegas. It's, it's hard to like you said, all these options are really interesting, but it's hard to be like, oh, this is the obvious one. I'm just playing this one. Maybe aside from Pierre Strong, if, if both those guys sit, but. Let's jump into uh, receivers, but first a note from our sponsors at No House Advantage, who sponsored the podcast this year. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic player sports platforms available today. Play in pick-em contests versus other people for a shot at winning big cash prizes. Download the app, choose the contest, select your player props, earn props or correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars every week. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20x your entry if you hit all your picks. Then up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code NHAWIRE. That's N-H-A-W-I-R-E at NoHouseAdvantage.com. Or download the app on the App Store to get a first deposit matchup to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined. It's not just how you play, but also where you play. You do not want to miss out on this. We mentioned earlier that No House of Edge sponsors the podcast. We appreciate that. Um, in, in accordance with that, I'd like to get a couple of your picks. Uh, you know, the, uh, there's a lot of uh, over-under player props here at No House Advantage. Uh, Ryan, give me a couple. Uh, I sent you a bunch of them. Give me a couple that uh, you find yourself kind of starting out with this week when you look at the look at the app. Yeah, so no, probably no surprise here, but right back to Pacheco. Uh, over. I'm going to take the over on his rush yards. I think it's 70 and a half targeting yep. this Texans team. You know, I took Zeke here last week, and I think he, he only beat it by – one yard or one and a half yards or something, but you know, a, as a long as, as long as you beat it, <laughs> right. Um, 70 and a half for Pacheco. Um, I don't know. You know, he rushed for one Oh seven against the chargers 82 against Jacksonville. I just think they're really not going to have to pass at all in the second half. So I, I think, I think he should get there. Um, the other one I like is Trevor Lawrence. 
Um, I think the number is 240. Sorry, let me see. Uh, the number was 241 and a half for Trevor Lawrence. Um, again, I was really impressed with Lawrence last week. Um, and even a couple weeks prior, um, threw for 368 last week, 321 against the Ravens. Again, the game script, the game script should set up well for him as well. Um, they're likely going to have to throw all game. We saw them throw all week last week. Etienne hasn't been running the ball too well. Uh, I think 242 is a pretty low number, actually. So give me the over on Lawrence. I like the I like the Lawrence one too. I'm I'm definitely on board there. Um, so I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm first of all I'm gonna go with one that uh, the guy hasn't topped this mark in five weeks. So it's a little bit uh, a little bit off the radar. I'm gonna go with Alvin Kamara, 56 and a half rush yards. I just think we kind of mentioned it all earlier. I don't need to talk about it again, but I just think that they're gonna feed him. I think they're gonna make sure to try and get him the ball. He hasn't had more than 12 carries in the last five weeks. I think they're gonna just rectify that. I think he gets maybe you know 15 plus carries, and if he does that, I think that 56 and a half rush yards will be pretty easy. I think he goes. I think he goes significantly over that number this week. For the other one, I had a couple guys. Uh, we're talking about in a bit in receivers here, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Chris Moore over 41 and a half receiving yards. Um, you know, obviously, I want to check injury reports and make sure that Nico and, and Brandon Cooks aren't playing. I don't think they will. Uh, kind of no reason for them to do so. But I think uh, over 41 and a half. He had 11 targets last week. You give me anyone with that amount of targets in a game that they're going to have to throw the ball. Kansas City's going to score. They're going to throw the ball the whole second half. Give me Chris Moore uh, over 41 and a half receivers. He kind of just he has to fall into that just by being on the field as much as he is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If Cooks and Collins are out, that's, that, should, that should be a lot. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot. So uh, let's jump into uh, receivers. Uh, you know, we kind of talked a lot about quarterbacks earlier, so we can kind of uh, you know blend this in together. But we've got uh, we've got an interesting range of expensive receivers here. At the top, we got Devonte Adams is nine thousand on DraftKings. Jamar Chase eighty three hundred. The Browns AJ and Amonra are, are eight thousand and seventy eight hundred respectively. DeAndre Hopkins seventy seven hundred with the backup quarterback. CeeDee Lamb, who, uh, you know, spoiler alert from earlier, I'm definitely going to like him at 7,300. But uh, in this range, it sounds like uh, from earlier you maybe think Chase was your favorite guy here. Yeah, I still yeah, I still think it's Chase. Um, was on Chase last week. He looked great. He was good um, last week, yeah. Ten catches on 15 targets. Um, and, you know, Boyd's going to be out again, I think. Yep. Um, we don't know about Higgins. We'll check on those guys, but I don't know. It seems like one of them. By the way, since he, since he does us dirty with the uh, the injury report stuff, like Higgins, yeah. like Higgins was out of nowhere and he like played the first play. Apparently he wasn't supposed to be out there, like snuck on the field and like they, they he tried and they took him back off and they're like, oh yeah, you know, he was kind of the plan the whole time. Like none of that was out. There's a lot of people that had Higgins like in last week, a season long or DFS. Oh, since, since he's tough with that, that's twice now where T Higgins kind of had it, had an injury that didn't let him play that we didn't even know about. Man, you're right. Twice with T. Higgins last week, I was one of those that played him. You know, it was one two where I didn't really even want to. I'm forcing myself to do it for leverage. You know, have a contrarian piece. I was playing a lot of Chase. Chase was going to be way more popular. No one was really playing Higgins. And then look, he doesn't even play. You mentioned he did that the other. Uh, he did that on Monday night uh, a while back. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, it just makes me like Chase though. I know Chase yep. is healthy. I know Burrow's going to target Chase, uh, and I know that they're going to be unlikely to run the ball against Tampa, I feel like, or at least run the ball well. Um, So, yeah, I I think it's a pretty good spot for Chase. 
What about you? Who you? I mean, yeah. Who do you like the most in this top I, range? I mean, I do too. I love I love Chase always. I just think he's just an absolute freak of a player. So I think that uh, I, I think it, 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 above eight thousand, he's probably my favorite. I like him more than AJ Brown this week. I like him more than Devontae Adams this week. So it'd be Chase there. But the guy that I really like down here this week is Ceedee Lamb. I just I just like this game. I like uh, I think Dallas is gonna get 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 it going this week. Quiet last week, only six targets, and Dallas did throw the ball off. I had to come back against uh, against Houston, but uh, look at the targets last week: five, eleven, seven, six. A little bit up and down there, but I think the Jaguars just a good team to target wide receivers against. They've they've struggled there. Um, I just think that they the Dallas has got to get it going here. I know they've been running the ball really well with, with Pollard and Zeke, but I like Lamb. I think the price is really good, and it's just I'm going to have some Dak stacks. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go to Ceedee Lamb. I think it's uh, I'm going to go Dalton Schultz too. We'll talk about it in a second. Um, so I do like him, but uh, Lamb's probably my favorite. Wanted to ask you about DeAndre Hopkins, though. 7,700. Like, I think automatically people are like, oh, backup playing. I'm going to cross him off. But Colt McCoy feeds the crap out of DeAndre Hopkins. I think he's like 36% target rate with 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 uh, with McCoy in the game. he's games he's played the last couple of years. 11 targets last week. Kyler got hurt in the first drive. So that's pretty much all uh, all, all McCoy. I don't know if, uh, if Hopkins had one or two before uh, Kyler went out. But he got hurt really early. Um, tough matchup against Denver. Denver's pretty good in the pass. But you gotta th- you got to think that – like 11 to 13 targets are kind of a lock here. And it, you, you hope you don't know they're going to score a ton, but it's a lot of targets for a stud. And yeah, no, no one, no one's going to play him at the back of quarterback, right? Like nobody wants, nobody wants that. Right. So the fact that no one's going to play him, is probably the biggest appeal for me. Um, but I'm probably not going to play him either. Um, yeah, I agree. He's going to see a lot of targets and McCoy loves him, but do I, I don't think you want, seven catches for 80 yards right. i mean Not- 15 points or like you know you need touchdowns you need ceilings uh for, for 7700 to win a tournament i'm not saying he can't get there but also a matchup against denver patrick sutan's a really good corner um their defense is good in general it's just not really something i'm gonna do but it's a good leverage option yeah I wanted to. I wanted to make the case. I think your points are really good, though. I think that at that price, you do want ceiling, and I'm not sure that Colt McCoy brings much. So he's probably got to score twice to do that, and that's hard to really, hard to really bet on that. Uh, what about the six thousand dollar range? I, I I love this range this week. This is probably my my favorite range. I don't. I, last week I loved the fives. We talked about Jerry Judy last week. Worked well, three touchdowns. But um, six thousand is the range that I like this week. But I'm going to go to you first. What uh, who do you like in this range? There's like five guys in this range I really like. Okay, yeah, I like this range too, but. I'm just going to keep it simple with two uh, and the two chargers, Keenan Allen, 6,800, 14 target back-to-back weeks, 12 catches last week, seems healthy again. And then Mike Williams, his first significant action since week seven, 116 yards and a touch, caught a long one again. Um, And they know the selling point for me is this matchup with Tennessee. I mean, it's just an, unbelievable matchup for the passing game Tennessee ranks first in rushing rushing defense first um and they're they're just they're they're bad against the pass I mean a total pass funnel defense so give me these chargers wide receivers um I'll wait for you to sell me on a couple other guys in in this range I mean the the chargers were two of mine for sure I mean Keenan Allen has 14 targets in back-to-back games it's pretty wild you mentioned Mike Williams last week uh, Tennessee's horrible against out, outside receivers too. So if I, I had to pick one of the two, 
I think I'd probably go Williams to sack with Herbert. I think there's the, the you, you mentioned ceiling with these, you know, in tournaments and stuff. I think that Williams has the, you know, the 150 yard two touchdown big play kind of ceiling in Tennessee. Just can't stop anybody on the outside. Um, but a couple other names I want to mention here. Uh, I do like Christian Kirk again this week. No surprise to anybody who ever listens to this podcast. I love Christian Kirk. 6,600. Um, he was quiet last week, even though Lawrence went nuts. It's because Evan Ingram was the greatest uh, tight end in the history of pro football last week. It was insane. Like that Evan Ingram game was nuts. It was just like every time I looked up, like Evan Ingram for 10, Evan Ingram touchdown. It was wild. And then Zay Jones did really well too. So Kirk was quiet, only seven targets, five for 45. He's been up and down. He's like like some ceiling games, some bad games. But Dallas, if you have to attack them pass-wise, they're poorer in the slot. They're better on the outside. Um, So I like Kirk in the slot here. Um, he and Zay Jones are getting about the same targets, but I like this kind of a bounce back spot for Kirk. So 1600, I think a lot of people will go to Zay Jones. So maybe he's a little bit overlooked this week. I think a lot of people go Lawrence and Zay Jones and come back with a Cowboy. Um, so give me Christian Kirk at 1600. You're going to think I'm crazy on this one. And last time I said that it worked out well, but I really like Mike Evans this week. It's 6,200. The price is really low. And you look at like last week, it was bad. He was four for 44, but 70 yard touchdown called back on a holding penalty that might not have been a holding penalty. I'm a Niners fan and saying they caught a break on that, Paul. And then he was wide open in the touchdown and Brady missed him. So I think they're just a little bit off. Um, the Bengals have been good against edge wide receivers or guys on the outside, but I think that uh, I think Tampa's going to have to score a little bit in this game. They're going to have to figure something out. And I think when you figure something out, it's going to be Brady throwing the ball. I think they're going to fall back on that since he think will score a little bit. Um, I just think 6,200 is a really good price for Evans this week. I like the fact that he just, just missed last week. Um, hasn't scored since week four. Like there's no way that keeps up with Mike Evans. Um, I think Mike Evans, 6,200 would be a play that nobody's going to really care about this week. Nobody's going to play. And I'm going to have in my lineups. I like him too. I like him to score this week and break that streak. Man, I'm a hundred percent on board with that. Oh, I yep, like that. I, I like it. Yep. Don't think it's crazy at all. I agree with everything you said. And like on my non, on teams where I don't play Herbert, I'm not, I'm not going to play these Chargers wide receivers. So yeah, I absolutely love this Mike Evans play. I mean, you sold it perfectly, and I'm just going to play him with Jamar Chase. So you don't even need the quarterbacks in yeah. that game. Yeah, l- love that call. And Christian Kirk too. I, I said I'm going to be playing Trevor Lawrence, so I like Christian Kirk too. Yeah. And I think, you know, Godwin's in here too. You can kind of use the same argument with them. And you know, the Bengals are bad against slot receivers. So I do get that. He's a little more expensive than Evans. Why kind of lean with Evans? But, uh, you know, he has eight, eight, eight plus targets in eight straight games. Like Brady loves throwing to Godwin. So if you wanted to go Godwin $500 more, I am fully on board with that. I like playing one of these Tampa receivers this week. Uh, I think I'm going to lean Evans. But uh, as long as you get a Tampa receiver in there, I- I'm pretty good with that. Um, we kind of talked about Garrett Wilson already at 6,000. I think we love the player, but maybe don't love the situation here. Um, with, with Zach Wilson, um, he's 6,000. They probably, he's still pretty cheap, but they still priced him up enough for maybe we get off in there. But what about the five thousands? I, I love this range last week. We talked about like four guys in this range last week. I don't love a lot here. A couple of guys I want to talk about, but is there anybody in the five thousands you find yourself kind of moving towards? Uh, no, pretty easy answer. No, I don't think so. Um, you, uh, so you're gonna think I'm crazy again. Uh, the only one down here I do like, he's 5100 and has not scored a touchdown this year, is Deontay Johnson. Uh, again, no touches here, but he's 5100. And the key with him is that I, I think if Trubisky plays, um, Trubisky targets him. He's targeting on 27 of his routes with Trubisky, only 21 of his routes with Pickett. Um, it, it sounds like uh, Pickett's not gonna be ready. If Pickett plays, I probably just say forget it, and they, they spread it around a little bit more. But Trubisky plays. 5,100, I don't think anybody's going to want to play Deontay. Uh, Zay Jones is right there. We've mentioned him a bunch of times at 4,900. 
Eight targets last week, still gets the ball a lot. I think it's finally at the point price-wise where, you know, finally the floor is good enough with the targets that he's playable 5,100. He falls in the end zone. It works well. So I guess Deontay for me at 5,100 would be the one guy in here that I find myself maybe uh, put in a couple lineups. Mm, yep, and the one guy I could get behind. I actually played one Deontay Johnson lineup for the first time all season last week. I saw that that 5,100 tag and thought yeah. oh, those are a lot of a lot of targets for for 5100 um I, I, yeah I, I like that call about trubisky um i i could play Deontay johnson yeah i don't think trubisky's good but i think trubisky kind of lasers in on him which is you know in fantasy wise that's uh, that's what we like so uh, got a little bit longer we'll go a little bit quick here but cheap receivers um we've talked about almost everybody in this range we like uh, we like chris moore at 4200 we like nelson aguilar a lot at 3400 everybody's going to if Jacoby Myers and, Deva- and Devontae Parker are both out. Um, Devontae Parker is his name, right? I had that right. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, anybody else in here? We mentioned Zay Jones. So those are three guys under 5,000. I had, like, you know, highlighted in bold. Uh, we have DJ Chark down here at 4,500 off the big game. Elijah Moore's 3,600. Uh, do you find yourself being able to play more with Zach Wilson because the price is so cheap and maybe you can still swing it? Yeah, I think you still could swing it. I don't love it or anything, but 3,600. I mean, if, if, Corey Davis is going to be out. Yeah, I think it's fine. Um, Six, the, 16 targets the last two weeks with Elijah. So, like, yeah. uh, you just they're, they're using him a lot more. Um, I agree with you on Wilson, but, like, I think he's uh, – on Zach Wilson. I think he's cheap enough where it's still playable. Yeah, uh, I agree. And then these uh, – the Patriots. You know, if Myers and Parker are out, we mentioned Aguilar, but I think Kendrick Bourne or Thornton would be fine in tournaments. Bourne had five catches last week. Thornton played a bunch, and he had – four catches on five targets and they're, they're min price. So, I mean, that's fine. Um, in the 4k range, I thought, um, I thought maybe Michael Gallup was okay. You know, we've been talking about that game and Gallup's yeah. a guy that has big play upside. Uh, you know, he just had two touchdowns a, a couple weeks ago. Um, and then uh, I guess the one other thing I'll mention just cause I'm looking at stacking those chargers. And if I don't play Derrick Henry I could maybe use one of these pass catchers. Um, we'll see about Traylon Burks. He didn't practice yesterday again. If he's out again, you know, it's tough to roster Robert Woods, but it's not the worst for 4,400. I think I'd prefer Westbrook at Keene after another eight targets last week. We've seen him score touchdowns and we've seen him make big plays. So just as far as like guys that could offer leverage, because what you're going to end up having Chris Moore and the Patriots be very popular if we get the news the way it looks right now. So any of these guys in this range that you think are decent become a little bit better plays in the larger field tournaments, just because we're going to have other chalk down here. Are there, are there some other guys you like? That was kind of my list. The one that I do like you mentioned is, is Westbrook Akeen in, in Tennessee. If, if Burke sits and we, you kind of play that, so you play that game out, like the chargers could, you know, get out to a lead. They could score. They could throw the ball around. And you're right. He had, he had eight, he had eight targets. He had 64 snaps. He played 52 the week before he's over 50 snaps in three or four weeks. Um, I think that's the way to go there. I think that uh, he's 4,100 and not everybody will play him. If he was like 3,100, someone down there, I think people would kind of move towards that a little bit. 4,100, you know, everybody's going to play. They'll play more. They'll play both Moors in that range. They'll play the Patriots guys. Even Chark or Zay Jones kind of takes some rush. But I don't think anybody's going to play Westbrook. I, I like that. Uh, I like that call by you. He's had uh, he's had I mean, he had a blow up game in Week Ten. He had the two touchdown, one hundred nineteen yards. If uh, if Burke sits, uh, I like that call. I think that I think you sold me on that one. Yeah, you know, you, you said it too. If 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 the Chargers get out to a lead, sometimes they abandon that run script with Henry, yeah. and then you know. 
without Burks out there, like, what are they going to do? They're just going to have to throw to these guys. Yeah. I, I like that one. I think that uh, Westbrook would be the guy that I went with if I, if I went with there. So uh, let's talk tight end a little bit. Uh, we've got, we've got the big guy up top, Travis Kelsey, 7,800. Um, you know, if you stack Mahomes, you know, maybe he's playable there. I find myself hard to get to him otherwise, um, you know, just with this matchup and, you know, can Houston score enough to keep it in Kelsey's been in quiet. He has a, uh, only four catches a game last week's under 75 yards. You know, the big blow-up game is coming at some point. But um, he's obviously way above there. That kind of, you know, if you if you build your roster that way, you kind of have to formulate – do the formula that way with him up there. But everybody else is cheap. Um, kind of everybody's under 4,700 that I was looking at. Um, I like Dalton Schultz this week. I just think that with him and him and Dak have a good, uh, good uh, rapport. He dropped a touchdown last week, but he had 10 targets, 87 yards. Um, the targets are pretty good every time Dak plays. So I like Schultz at 4,400. Um, where else do you find yourself going at the tight end position this week? Yeah, I really like Dalton Schultz as well. Um, I'm not really a guy that gets to Kelsey in these spots either. Uh, obviously, we know he has a huge ceiling, but I don't think I'm doing that this week. Um, so, yeah, after Schultz, I think I think people are going to look at Chiga Konkwu again um, in cash games for 3,100, especially after he yeah. had came a nice through, game. Came through for us last week. Yeah, came through for us last week. Um, I think people will kind of like that. Um, Evan Ingram's interesting, 3,800. You mentioned that can, crazy, can you, crazy can you, can, you ch- can you chase that game? No. I don't know if you can chase it, but, you know, we like all these other Jags. And, I mean, Evan Ingram's yeah. been a decent play before that game. You know, it's funny with Ingram, too, because he's one player that you always hear, you know, a lot of the touts say, oh, well, he doesn't have a ceiling. Yeah, but it's Evan Ingram, but it, you can play him, but there's no yeah. ceiling there. You know, he catches, you know. By the way, the, ceiling, the ceiling's there now. <laughs> <laughs> the ceiling's there now, right. Yeah. Um, I think you could go back to Dulcich, uh, you know, chalk last week and sort of busted, but saw eight targets again. Um, yeah. I don't like it as much with the backup QB, but maybe I shouldn't say that though, because I don't know that Russ is that good of a QB for him. Um, is, Ru- is, Russ a good QB? is Russ a good QB for anybody? <laughs> no. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. After that, I don't know. I did like Ty. I did like uh, Tyler Conklin, but not anymore. I don't think yeah. with, with zach wilson um i don't know is there anyone anyone else here it's kind of all in this same range i mean a is 3100 i think that uh, you know the problem is austin hooper still ran more pass routes than him last week but when conco's in they're using him he had six targets he had 33 snaps just season high and he's their big he, he i don't you know he's a big play tight end but he's their bigger play tight end he's had some big plays and he had the touchdown he had the two-point conversion you know there was some talk last week like oh you know you can't he's gonna he's gonna be the chalk bust and he scored early they did nothing for a while, but then he had 45 yards. Like, that really worked out well. The only other guy I mentioned in here, and it's probably kind of a, uh, you know, a, a, a stack play is Gerald Everett in, in with the Chargers. He's 4,300. Um, just Evan Ingram murdered the, the, the Titans last week. We talked about it. Like, it's the matchup that, that, that Ingram just killed. They're, they're fairly similar players. He had eight targets last week. He had 80 yards the week before. So, I think you get to Gerald Everett. It probably would be with a – with a Herbert stack for me, yeah. but uh, it's, uh, I think that Everett, I think it's all, there's like five guys in this range of 3,100 to I think I like Schultz the most. And then the rest of the guys, I think are all playable, but you know, kind of maybe, maybe it depends who I'm playing the quarterback. Yeah. I think that's a good call on Everett. And then also a good point that you bring up about Oconquo. Um He did get there on efficiency last week. Yeah. Uh, we, we did get, you know, a little bit fortunate, fortunate. We didn't get like the bump that we, we thought he was going to get. Um, but they do use him when he's out there, but he, you know, if he's going to be really popular again, 
that is a candidate to fade that chalk uh, with a guy like that. That's kind of my lean this week. I really liked him last week at 2,700, but I think I, there's enough guys and right above him that I think I might get to somebody else. Um, defense. Uh, defense is always, always tough, but matters. There's some big points out there to get. I think you mentioned at the start of the show, uh, Denver against Arizona's 2,700 is going to be the chalk this week. Arizona's obviously playing a back quarterback in Colt McCoy. Arizona allowed six sacks last week to the Patriots. Denver has six sacks last couple weeks. I think that I think that lines. I think you nailed. It. I think that's easily the the cheap chalk play. If you're going to go someone different, uh, where do you find yourself going at defense this week? If you want to go someone besides the Broncos, you know, acknowledging that maybe just play the Broncos and call it a day. Yeah. Um, so the the Broncos, yeah, they're going to be really popular. One of those defenses that's like way more popular than the other defenses. I think. Yeah. Um, so for tournaments, you know, it always makes sense to fade. You can play them too, of course, and get different elsewhere. But I'll be looking at some other defenses. We have, I see some other defenses that are going against some backup QBs. I mean, the Cardinals in that game. People aren't really going to play the Cardinals. They're at 3,400. Uh, the Lions have been playing better defense, and now they get Zach Wilson. Yeah, that's um, a good call. Yeah. Uh, I don't know though. I'm you know I'm sort of relying on you. Uh, maybe the Saints against a rookie D, uh, rookie or a first-time quarterback. If you want to spend up, I don't know. What do you What do you think? Uh, so my uh, my pivot off Denver this week is going to be the Carolina Panthers at 3,300. Um, you look at Carolina last four weeks; they have three, 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 and five sacks. Um, Mitch Trubisky, if he plays, threw three interceptions last week. Uh, you know, we talked about how he he lasers in on Deontay Johnson. He also lasers in on the other team sometimes. So I like that he takes chances, makes mistakes. Um, I think Carolina's going to be my favorite defense. 3,300. I think I'm going to play them more than Denver this week, just to get a little bit different at defense. You know, defense is so random. It's a spot I like to get different if I do like someone. I'm not going to do it just to do it, but I do really like Carolina this week. Home against Pittsburgh, 3,300. They get a lot of sacks. They have good guys that get after the quarterback. You know, I wouldn't call them a great defense by any imagine, uh, but fantasy-wise, they get a lot of sacks, and I think I just love going against Trubisky. I mean, that's the best call. I, yeah, I think you nailed it, actually. Um, you, you're, the, you're the defense whisperer. I mean, last <laughs> week you said Ravens, and they crushed. Yeah, Ravens are really good. We had, I had someone else last week that was not good. I think it was Seattle. So I, I was, I was, I would go, I'll go with half crushing. But uh, yeah, Ravens were really good, and that was the like kind of you know a little bit more expensive play. But uh, you know maybe people like to stay under three thousand, like to go a little bit over and kind of get it in there too. Um, the other one, if you want, if you couldn't afford um, Panthers, I think that New England works against uh, the Raiders. They're twenty eight hundred. I prefer playing a, a defense at home, but I think you know they had six sacks last week against Arizona, so they're playing pretty well. Um, I don't love the Raiders haven't given up a sack in two weeks, so I don't love that. But uh, so I uh, I go Carolina, then Denver, then New England. I'm guessing I'm going defenses, and obviously Kansas City works if you want to go up all the way to four thousand um, against Houston, and you know Houston with their kind of platooning quarterbacks they had driscoll play a bunch last week with davis mills and the chiefs defense is playing pretty well but uh, give me carolina then denver then new england if i had to rank them in terms of like kind of value order yeah i like that anybody else you want to talk about on the on this slate here i feel like we've kind of hit every every position every every uh pricing tier i kind of think we hit it all i think we hit it all yeah Beautiful. Well, uh, we'll be back at you uh, next week. We're going to try and figure out when it's going to be. I know the big slate is on Saturday, so we might try and record on Thursday, but we'll uh, we'll tweet that out and kind of let everybody know when we're going to when we're going to post that. But uh, other than that, hope everybody has a really good uh, week 15. We're moving through the season pretty well here. We want to thank No House Advantage for the sponsorship of the podcast. You follow, want to follow Ryan on Twitter. He's at Ryan Belongi, B-E-L-O-N-G-I-A. I am at Scott Jenstead, J-E-N-S-T-A-D. Ryan, before we get out of here, World Cup pick, uh, who's going to win it? 
Oh man, that's such, uh, I wish you wouldn't ask me that. Um, well, I'm like, I'm a really big Mbappe guy and I have been for a while, but I mean, Messi's the greatest and he's been so good. You almost, you feel like it's almost in the cards. I don't know. I guess yeah. a slight lean just with the Messi magic, a slight lean towards Argentina. All right. Good. Well, I'm glad I asked. I like to put you on the spot a little bit. That uh, makes me feel ah, That's a tough one. I think France is a slightly better team, but I don't know. You just almost feel like it's fate for Messi. Yeah, it makes, uh, it makes a lot of sense. It should be a fun. I'm glad we got that matchup. It should be, uh, you know, as much as you me like the, the, you like the Cinderella's and the fun stories in Morocco and Croatia. It was, uh, I think, for a, for a final. I think every, I think we wanted Argentina and France. Maybe a really, a really fun game on Sunday morning. So, again, I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. We'll be back at you next week with Week 16. We'll let you know what day, but we'll uh, we'll figure that out. I hope everybody has a really good Week 15. Take care. We're back at you soon. Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody.